Retro Rebel Gamecast is brought to you by TempleofGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all of our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TempleofGeek.com. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast. We discuss gaming and related topics. Retro Rebels release Fridays, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to www.geek.com, iTunes, or wherever you download your favorite podcast. You can even find us on Facebook and Instagram at Retro Rebel Podcast for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. My name is Stacy, and with me is my fellow Rebel co-host, Amanda. Hello. Hello. You know, if I'm being seen, as we plan on doing in the very near future... Um, I do things while I'm in, just like stupid, dumb things while I'm doing the intro, my hands, it's like, I don't have control over what's going on. It's like something comes over me. I'm going to have, I'll be very self-conscious <laughs> as to how I look, uh, when, when we're doing this. So. Don't feel bad. I look like a full on dumpster filer and I'm usually eating something crazy. Yes, this is true. So, uh, we will, oh, and, and generally I've got. Some of the most random, like, children's toys spread out uh, just indiscriminately behind me as well. So, like, my daughter has probably built something. Hopefully, it's safe for YouTube. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's there's usually stuff everywhere. But anyway. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's all fine. How are you? Listen, I'm doing great. I'm living my best life. It is uh, like 90 degrees Fahrenheit over here in London. It's hotter than my hometown in Florida. And I'm boiling because we don't have AC. So I just feel generally uncomfortable. Nice. Uh, no, not nice. The worst. <laughs> you wanna... It's fine. Um, you get used to it, I think. Right. <laughs> you, maybe. You know, I mean... Just think, that's how they used to do it. Imagine that you're camping. That's a good plan. That's a good plan. Yeah. Just pretend that you're camping when you drink champagne and eat brie. I do my best. It is brie. <laughs> Look at you. I, well done. Well, I figured if you're going to pair it with a an alcoholic beverage, that's what you... I, I noticed you had champagne, and so I assumed brie. I'm cultured. You've so done well. You've done well. Yeah, I've got... A baby cherry tomatoes with a garlic Caesar dipping sauce. I've got fresh strawberries, some spicy chorizo, a little bit of brie, and some champagne. Oh my goodness. Treat yourself. Treat yourself, girl. Uh, well, uh, do you, uh, what, I guess let's go ahead and jump into what we've been playing. And I would like, um, I have hope that you will have something new to share today. Listen, I think this is going to be like the Disco Elysium period for you because all <laughs> I've been playing is Warzone and Fallout 76. Like, I'm that's just glad that you've been playing of something. It. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I played uh, BR Duos a couple rounds yesterday. They were not terribly successful. This is largely due, and I'm going to blame it on switching between games with different control systems. I really should just update Fallout to use the same controls as Warzone. Because then right. I would be good at both of them consistently instead of struggling when I switch back and forth. Um, but that's all I've been playing. I just build in my little base. Uh, I think I'm like level 15 or 16 now, you know, just trundling along. But in the absence of my own ability, I thought I would do a couple comment features from what we got during the week on Instagram. Um, we don't sure. usually get that many comments on Facebook, but if we did, I would do those too. So don't feel like you have to go to Instagram if you like Facebook better. Um, but we did a post about email emotes in games because um both warzone and fallout have those uh obviously i make the post so you can tell it was on my mind <laughs> and uh brendan beale commented and said um he doesn't use emotes but he does use chat in some games um do you use emotes stacy no no i don't really i guess and i don't even really use but i don't play a lot of games where they're they're even really incorporated much so yeah i think they can be fun i think 
it like one time someone was in my base like using the workbenches or whatever and then like right. called me over using emotes to take a photo together and i kind of thought that was adorable like you know i'm quite adorable. a cool looking yeah. character i've got like a top hat on i'm very extra looking you know so <laughs> you know and i'm a girl so i guess there's that um sure. And then uh, we posted a meme, which you reacted to as well. And this was um, when you start a 30 gigabyte download overnight, thinking you're going to get ahead My of it. Goodness. And then there was a confirm message that you didn't click. So, like, nothing started. I mean, the pain is so real. Like, I feel this every time Warzone has an update or, or you install a new game and you put the disc in and then it says this game requires an update to start and you have to click okay or like literally nothing happens it just right. the struggle is real if you forget about that then you come back a couple hours later literally nothing has happened uh and uh this dorky nerd commented and said uh omg and then you commented and said if i had a nickel which is which is true so we, we that's a that's a dad comment <laughs> and if you're not from the usa a nickel is uh, very small. We don't have, uh, do we have five pence over here? We do have five pence, I think. I mean, well, it's so Well, you have so stories rare. about pence. Yeah, so. well, we do have pence, which is our sins, but we have, like, pennies, two pence, I think we have five P, yeah, ten P, twenty P, fifty P, a pound. So, there right. you go. Now you know. Now you know. Hashtag now you know. But I have been using cashless for like the last three years, so I don't really Well, we've remember. got a coin shortage here and, and murder hornets and whatever else. I mean, you just know, take your You know, 2020 is, the not, is not the year. It's not. <laughs> Goodness. And so, yeah, that, I thought that was, I thought that was uh, maybe too on the nose. That, that, was, that was one of those I've, I've experienced a few times and I don't know if it's because I always felt like I was in the minority in how slow my internet connection was for people who pay for like premium internet connection I've got the top tier that's below fiber and I've got five people who are you know or five devices that are that are uh kind of taxing my my connection and so uh between all of those, our streaming and our the, the amount of gigs that we use is relatively high. Uh, I think me and my daughter both are the top two, and we use about 20 apiece per month, or 20 total between the two of us per month. Um, and so there have been many times when I have gone to download something, and I'm like, well, I guess I'm not going to play that this week. Uh, I'm just going to have to wait until it's done downloading. I buy a brand new game. And that was, we've talked about this on the show before too, how frustrating it is that you buy a game and you have a download immediately. Uh, that that's frustrating enough, but to have an update and then have a, a, a select screen or a confirmation screen that you did, you weren't aware of cause it was delayed and you turn off the TV to go to sleep or something and wake up the next morning. You're like, God dang it. You just, it's so yeah. real. And what purpose does yeah. that serve? Is there anybody that's like, oh, I don't want to install this game I just bought? Like, what? Right. Right. Well, the only time I've ever done it, and this happened on Ghost of Tsushima uh, recently, where I was in the middle of a battle, and I, you know, you suspend it for a minute to go do something, and I come back, and it says there's an update for this game. I'm like, no, you can't update it right now. But I was also afraid that if I tried to start it, that it would it would say you can't start it without it. So I was like, no, I'm going to try to start it without it. When I get to a stopping point, then I'll update it, you know. So, but yeah, struggle is real. So what have you been playing? No, I've been, this is a disco Elysium uh, for both of us. I've been, uh, now I'm going to tell you, I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima still. I have been playing the first act. There are three acts in this game. I've been playing the first act. For longer than I played The Last of Us 2. Really? Oh, yes. I've almost done a completionist run of this so far. So I, I haven't done a completionist run. But I'll tell you, because of the gameplay, the nature of the game, I have having, much like The Last of Us 2, I just have fun being in the world. It's that much fun to play. The Even though the gameplay and, and the... the, the uh, I get just the general gameplay is somewhat repetitive. 
in terms of I go into a battle, I use the same stance and generally the same moves on most of the very similar enemies. They've added some new enemies, and it's over the course of the first act, they added, they've added skills that I'm sure you're going to have to use. And they do a good job of introducing a skill and then giving you a chance to, to test it out. Like most recently, minor spoilers for this game. Very, very minor spoilers. But fast forward 15 seconds if you don't want to hear it. Uh, there's a grappling hook. So right. you get a grappling hook at some point. Uh, and so using, they give you an opportunity to use that skill. Well, I happen to be at a part right before I think you get to the end of the first act that uh, utilizes that particular skill, and I'm not good at it. I'm not good at using <laughs> that skill in this, and so uh, I'm having to pull a Rambo and just just uh, fight my way through it. That's and, always uh, a solid strategy. Well, it is a strategy. It is a bold strategy, Cotton. And, now, hey, uh, wait, before, though, before, which has better graphics, Ghost of Tsushima or Last of Us 2? Uh, that's a good question, and I... I think that uh, I like them both. It's, it's not a fair answer. It's like asking which kid is your favorite. Um, yeah, but you do have a favorite. Don't lie to me. I would probably say in terms of just overall aesthetics, I like Ghost of Tsushima better because I think it's just it's it's prettier, but for different reasons. If I had to pick, I would probably pick Ghost of Tsushima. Ooh. Even though I, even though I think that uh, the the world is more detailed, one hundred percent is more detailed than Last of Us. There's, right. I mean, it's not even compared. It's not even comparable uh, in terms of the level of detail. However, how pretty the world is, uh, Ghost of Tsushima is like one of the m most beautiful games I've seen. At just looking at the countryside and riding across uh, a, a field of flowers and tall grass, and the way the wind. It's almost, it's not ethereal, but it's almost dreamlike. And I think the game was meant to be that way. Um, that it's almost hyper-realistic in a lot of ways. It's almost like a Kurosawa movie, which is one of the modes right. you can play it in. Oh. Where you can play it in black and white. Uh, like an old Kurosawa uh, uh, samurai movie. And uh, and that in fact they recommend you play it if you play it on a second playthrough to play it in, in the Kurosawa mode, um, but it's black and white and everything. But yeah, it's it's just a really pretty where the where the colors truly stand out. So if you're if you're in a field of blue chrysanthemums, it's it's just kind of epic the way they line a mountain and then you ride your horse up a mountain, and you've got this almost over the shoulder third person view of a samurai riding across a field in in a field of tall grass and blue or pink chrysanthemums it's really pretty it's a it's a beautiful game and so but i've been playing act one for almost 30 hours wow and uh you can you can complete the game they say in 50 to 60 hours if as a full completionist run but i'm not using uh any any kind of um walkthrough or anything i'm just when i find something i need I, I go that direction or if i if i see something on the map it's such an interesting game and so much fun to play you just really i really enjoy doing the side quests it's i mean it's a lot like the witcher in that respect you meet somebody you talk to them they give you a quest it marks it on the map you can go that direction if you want to or you can stay on the main quest uh, it, a few minutes is all it takes to really do one of those side quests, but there are a ton of them. There's a bunch of them, and some of them are multi-tiered. So you'll do a quest, and then it, it opens up another quest. Uh, and and um, yeah, so there's lots of Japanese culture and history, and a really just a a really fun, fascinating game. A deep dive into some samurai Mongol. Uh, you know, spiritual history and culture. So I've really enjoyed it. I'll probably still be playing it next week, but I'm going to hope, hopefully I will have played um, one or two other things as well so I can pepper that in. Um, but I will for sure be playing this game for a while. I can't blame you. Listen, it, if we have to do a bit of a Disco Elysium for a while, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's a fun game. Like I, as an impression... I mean, I feel like 20 to 30 hours on a game that I'm not even halfway done with is a pretty decent 
impression on the game. In fact, I've come to terms with the idea that I don't even I don't judge a game by its ending at all anymore. Because the ending is only Well, not not only that, did you all hear that? That was a huge thunder. Yeah, wow. wow. It's still going. That's intense. Yeah, it's intense. Um, it's, it's a huge, if I lose power, we may just have to start over or, or, or pick it up wherever we left off. <laughs> um, but no, the, the, uh, I don't, I don't go by the endings, not just because you don't always finish them, but so, so little of the game is the ending in terms of uh, your time invested. That's just a part of it. And a lot of times people get hung up on, well, they didn't end it the way I thought they should. I have loved the gameplay of The Last of Us and and the and Ghost of Tsushima so much that it's it's made me rethink in many ways. Although I never really put a lot of emphasis on the ending, I I always I love it. Sometimes it defines where that game is on my hierarchy and like where I would rank it. The ending might, but in terms of how much I've enjoyed a game, it really comes down to how much fun it is to play more than it is. Well, did they end it the way I wanted it to? And these are two games that I would absolutely recommend for anybody that likes action, action adventure, um, that these are must play games. You would really, you'd really enjoy these. If you like the Witcher, you, you'll like, I think you'll like Ghosts of Tsushima. Um, it's just, a, it's just taking, it's, I, it reminds me a little bit. And I think Bioware did, uh, Jade Empire. Did you ever play Jade Empire? Nah. Okay. Jade Empire was like the, the follow-up to the Knights of the Old Republic. So they did Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, and then Jade Empire. And Jade Empire was a similar style game to KOTOR, only now you're, it's in, um, I want to say it was in, yeah, it was in China. So it was in like feudal China, uh, I believe. Maybe it's China or Japan, I cannot remember. Uh, either way, it was in the Far East. And uh, you could pick between these three characters that you could play. And then the story kind of unfolded based on choices that you made. And so it was another one of those games that um, where your, your uh, options and your choices impacted the, the narrative. And uh, that's right up my alley. So if you enjoyed KOTOR, I think you would enjoy Jade Empire. It's just a different. It's it, it's it's taking all the elements that you liked in Star Wars, uh, the Knights of the Old Republic, and putting it in a completely different world, universe, different story. If you liked the idea of what that was, then that that's an, just a an, you know another way to do it. And and um, so this is this is similar. So Ghost of Tsushima, highly recommend. Uh, it'll be up there, I think, for many people as game of the year. Um, oh wow! So. Yeah, I, I, at least that's what I think. So, I think you'll see that on a lot of a lot of websites. But that's what I've been playing. Uh, so that brings us to news. What kind of news you got for us? Because I'm going to be honest, I don't have any. News. Oh well, that's good. I got three pieces of news, so I'll nice. fill you in. Good. So, uh, my first piece of news is that the Grand Theft Auto Five voice actors have teased the return of Michael and Franklin in an Instagram video. Um, obviously, GTA Online is going to be releasing some new content, new heists, and they said on Instagram that they're excited, interested in being involved, and that was enough to get the rumor mill sort of running. Uh, <laughs> okay. okay. Um, so it's not confirmed if Michael and Franklin are coming back, but it would be odd if they didn't in the new heist. So I think it's probably a likely outcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a very old game. <laughs> <laughs> the next story is, I'm, I'm making a sandwich here, so this is not quite so good news, depending on your ethical and political leanings. So this is, uh, sex workers are flocking to Animal Crossing and Second Life, among other games, as lockdown continues worldwide. And yes, real money is changing hands for in-game activities and chores. So you fill in the blanks in your own mind what you think that entails. Um, But I would say for parents, it's probably a good idea to be vigilant more vigilant uh yeah, just of the type so. of people yeah. 
that your kids are hanging out with. Listen, grown adults can do whatever they like. Yeah, I don't judge. You want to have an OnlyFans, whatever you do, you. Yeah, but um, I think right. just for parents, it's good to be aware that while sex work is not recommended at this time, uh, they have gone elsewhere to make money. And wow. <laughs> what do you think about that? You're a parent. I'm not. Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's there's only so much you can do to you can't you can't prevent your children from ever making a mistake or ever entering a situation that has danger associated with it. Or so it's like all you can do is educate them as best you can um, and not be negligent. So pay attention and ask them questions and and don't just leave them to their own devices all the time. You know, so I, I, I don't know. It, it, I think it's terrible, but it's it, it's not preventable. One hundred percent. It's going it's going to happen. It's just as a parent, you have to be like you said, be vigilant and 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 uh, don't just put the screen in front of them and let them go. You know, be involved in some way, shape or form and ask questions. And so that, I mean, that, that's really all you can do. Try to teach them. Give them the give equip them with the skills and the information and the knowledge, and then you and then you kind of have to let them go to a certain extent. Uh, but yeah, that stinks. It just stinks that you don't. Uh, you know, there's only so much you can do. This is true. This is true. Um, but I do have a piece of good news, and right. that. Well, For the poop sandwich. Yeah, exactly. You gotta make a poo sandwich. That's how to deliver news. Yeah, and feedback right. in the workplace in case you were. That's wondering. exactly right. Yeah. Um, you did great. You <laughs> suck, but you can get better. Um, so this is good news for PlayStation stands. Um, if you wanted to have some bragging rights, a new survey that was reported on by the Metro, which is a UK large newspaper, said that 85% of UK gamers actually prefer the PS5 over the Xbox Series S based on what they've seen so far. So all the PlayStation fanboys, you can toot your little horns (laughs) right now. Toot, 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 toot. And uh, Cyberpunk 2077 was crowned as the most anticipated game. Even though it's not PlayStation exclusive, it is the most anticipated game, which I thought was quite interesting. That is. um, That is interesting. And probably, if it comes out this year, is my most anticipated game of this year. So I would definitely throw that in there. Um, Was it supposed to be November now? I think so. Yeah, that's when, uh, and and which means that I won't have finished it until November of 2021. <laughs> November of 2077. <laughs> right. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Uh, well, Will yeah, well, we be alive in 2077? Yeah, probably. We could uh, be. It's very possible. possible. It's very possible. 50 years from now, I'll be 92. Yeah, but you're a healthy so. person. You know, like relatively, I drink a, a lot of caffeine. I'll be in my 80s, so I think that's you know, I'm a woman, even though I'm unhealthy. True, I've still the got chances the of you years. being alive at that time much greater, statistically. I mean, also, I'm younger than you, yeah. so I won't be 90. <laughs> right. Well, I'm just saying that you getting to 80 versus me getting to 90, the chances of those two things uh, are much, much greater for you than they are for me. Uh, the chances well, of you getting to 80 to versus me respect. getting to 80. Let's, we just ended that, we just gave it a side of poo, is what it was. It's just, you know, I'm probably not going to live to 80. Oh, um, so, <laughs> the, uh, it's just, it's reality, kids. Um, it's okay, as long as, as Cyberpunk 2077 has come out before then, and I've had a chance to play it, I'll be okay with that, you know. <laughs> um, I'll be okay with that. So, so that, that brings us, I guess, to our main topic. I didn't have any news, and I was okay with not necessarily uh, deep diving for anything because nothing really ran across my, uh, my feed that I was really interested in, in talking about today, other than, I guess, really our main topic today, which uh, I believe we were planning on discussing the, uh, the Xbox, uh, I guess demo video or, or showcase uh, game you, showcase the sh- game showcase uh, demo reveal uh, trailer bait 
<laughs> extravaganza from uh, from Xbox. So, I have I have highlighted some of my favorite things, but tried to kind of comment on a little bit of everything, just depending on really where you wanted to go with it. So, uh, what were your initial thoughts after seeing you know the the game showcase from X? Because they really hadn't showcased anything of note uh, compared to what PlayStation had uh, before this. So there wasn't much for me to be excited for for Xbox, uh, for the next Xbox, next-gen Xbox anyway, until this. Yeah. Um, so I guess my overall perception was that they've got some, in my opinion, graphically stronger titles as a possibility for the platform than what I saw from the Sony showcase. Now that may be because Sony spent a lot of time showing us like some very niche children's and indie games, which I feel like Xbox had more AAA developers um, in their showcase and more like AAA titles overall, um, or what I would consider more of the AAA bent. Um, right. But I think overall I would separate the things that I would discuss about the showcase into the frame rate of the get Halo Infinite footage first off uh, the like games that we liked from the ones that we saw like because there were definitely some standout ones for me that I that would cause me to buy the console and then the overall game pass domination so the fact that um, I think it was was it Phil that said um, five new games from Xbox Game Studios, nine Xbox exclusives, all games release day one on Xbox Game Pass. Right. I couldn't stop thinking about it. Day one release, every title that they showed, day one release for free with your little eleven pound Game Pass. Like, that's going to save you a ton of money on what you would have normally bought, what, two games maybe to go with your brand new console? Now you right. get 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 games day one? Come yeah. on, for free. I mean, well, for the cost of entry, which most people, I would assume at this point, have Game Pass now anyway. So I couldn't stop thinking about that. I was watching the... Um, I was watching the showcase together with uh, someone whose favorite console is the PlayStation. They were like, oh, well, like, they didn't show you the console. They didn't show you the price. They didn't, like, you know, PlayStation showed you the console, like, blah, blah. And I was like, those games are free. Those games are all right. free. Like, you can tell me nothing. Those games are free. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, like, yeah. so I I think to, to me, that was the biggest win that they had the entire time. The downside is it was one sentence. So if you weren't paying attention, you missed it. Do you know? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they should have hammered it at the end of every single clip, like free on day one with Game Pass, free on day one with Game Like I think they just should have kept saying it so that there's no way you missed it, you know? Right. And and it's a big selling point, you know, in the end that you, uh, you know, you really realized they're, doubling down on this and and this is something that we're offering that maybe playstation won't uh and and that that uh that's a huge incentive there's just no doubt about it that if you had access to all of those from day one and and it's base you're essentially renting them you know but it's <laughs> a fraction of the price yeah, you and know. the reality is, like, the games stay on Game Pass for a good long time. Like, you have right, the time right. to play the games that you want to play. I've never had them take away a game I was actively playing right. before I was finished with it. So, you know, I think they give you a, a good long time to play them once they come on. And for most people, like, what, two to four titles are going to appeal to you? You can right. play all two to four titles in a month you know like let's say if it was only up there for a month you could play it in a month for sure right if, if you really wanted to if that's what you wanted to do and you had the time and if you don't then you buy it separate you know and you can play it when you when it's at your leisure offering you something as a service um it's just this is another this is an act of good faith in my opinion from xbox to to offer something like this 
uh, and and uh, you know, you don't have to do it, but it's it's uh, it is definitely the the pros outweighing the cons, in my opinion, and uh, a, an overall a good thing. I don't really see a downside to this at all. People will find a way to complain no matter what. Um, but this is one of those that I think, man, you, you, you have a hard time finding a negative. No, I think, <laughs> I mean, no this. matter how big of a PlayStation stand you are, and listen, I respect you, I really like Xbox, but I think you have to admit that that is a fantastic deal. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, it is. never before, I mean, think back to all the times, like, all right, so when you bought your Xbox One, how many right. games did you buy when you bought the console? I don't remember, but it sure wasn't very many. Like two, you know, three, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. And I would probably say, as most people with less than an ideal amount of disposable income, probably bought one, you know, for a while. If any, if, you know, if you weren't already playing anything that was backwards compatible or just using it to watch Netflix. So, you yeah, know. Yeah, I bought unfo- and Halo. That's, the unfortunate truth. that's what I bought on day one. That was yeah. the only game that I bought. And then I figured, oh, once it comes, I'll have a look through the catalog and I'll download other stuff. But you know. Yeah, I was I actually was much uh, I was I was kind of disappointed in, in Xbox One's uh, initial uh, library of games. You know, so anyway. I mean, I didn't buy it on launch day. To be fair. I didn't either, but I bought it pretty soon after, and there still wasn't a lot that I personally wanted to play. There's usually the stable of games that uh, that that seem to be consistent, uh, which we're going to list a, a couple of those that are on that in that stable. Uh, you know, usually there's a really nice, beautiful tech demo of a uh, racing game like Forza Always. or you know, Gran Turismo is usually one of those that's released at the beginning, just to show you how pretty games can look, even if they're trash. And, and and undesirable. For me, again, there's a whole crowd of people that enjoy those games. I'm just not in that particular crowd. I think they're beautiful, uh, but just not uh, interesting to me. Not something I enjoy playing. So Yeah, me neither. But um, anyway, so I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, I thought that I was pleasantly surprised with and, and pleased to see some of the games on here, some more than others, and I think some for me that maybe weren't necessarily on your radar. But um, Well, shall we go through the list of games, starting with the sure. very first one, Halo sure. Infinite? Yeah. Uh, so what were your thoughts? Uh, I know you are, you're, a, you're a fan stan uh, of the Halo. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to play any halo for the most part you know like if i can play it for free then i'm gonna play it now i based on what i saw i wouldn't have bought it so i think that's an important distinction because uh they commented afterwards that it wasn't running in the full like 120 frames per second or whatever that it's capable of because they were streaming the footage from home or something like do you know what i mean like so it wasn't like the best connection but to me that's not really a compelling argument like I can't I I have to side with people who are bigger fans of PlayStation or whatever to say like okay so that's what the game's gonna look like for me crap right you know like (laughs) not very good you know it's hard because I don't have a 4k television so I was never going to be able to see it in its full glory anyway but from what I saw the facial textures the world textures everything didn't look any different from the Halo I booted up a couple of weeks ago, which was Halo 5. Do you know, like, it really didn't look any different. Like, I was not blown away. If anything, some of the textures and stuff were, like, mapping in while they were playing, which, you know, means you need a faster internet connection. But that's probably right. what it's going to be like for, for you when you play. Do you know? Like, <laughs> so... Right. yeah. I can't really give them a whole lot of credit. Like, I think if that's what it's like for you and you work for this company, you know what people were expecting to see. You want to show it its best. And you're like, well, this is the best we could do. Then, you know. <laughs> wow. Ooh, Did you hear that? Yeah. Wow. Calgon, yeah. take the wheel. Man. 
Well, it probably sounds a lot worse than it is. I'm in my I'm in my recordings office slash dungeon area, and so there are no windows here. I can't see what it looks like. Um, so hopefully, hopefully everything's still out there when we're done here. Um, it's true. Just, we'll, we'll I'll we'll assume the best. <laughs> assume the best. Well, Halo, I um, that was one thing, and you know some of the some of the comments that I saw. And I, I agreed with um, the idea that they're adding a bit more, maybe even of a, and they, they, you don't know this for sure, but maybe a narrative uh, element to the game. Uh, you know, so you're getting, you're getting a, because I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. I played the first three Halos, and, and I believe Halo Infinite, maybe the one where you end up dying in the battlefield at the end. Um, not infinite, but which I, which what is I the one? Know. Halo Four, maybe I don't remember. Maybe it's the one where it's a prequel, uh, and you end up you end up dying at the very end. It's I mean it's a good game. I really enjoyed it. It's the only one I remember the story to. I couldn't tell you the story, and that's the point. I don't know what the story is. The Arbiter, he's a character. Yeah. Master Chief's a character. You know they're kind of on parallel paths that oh are, listen that i lost the plot like four I don't games know. ago yeah i don't know yeah. what the plot is to those games they're fun and i i loved the couch co-op portion of those early games where you could play split screen with somebody else and go in and, i mean that, that that to me like gears of war was some of the most fun that i had in the game i know a lot of people like the the multiplayer element of it and i, I completely understand that as well I also know there's Team Halo versus Team Call of Duty because Halo's so unrealistic that I can jump 26 feet up in the air, spin around, throw a sticky grenade, and and keep running. While in Call of Duty, obviously you can't do all of those things, you know. So um, different, different. Hey, if you want to uh, be a real soldier, go join the military. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So. Um, I say this as someone who plays play. God. Like, I'm just saying the hyper realism. Oh, sure. How it isn't realistic, though. Like, I'm sorry. Wait for one second. Call of Duty is not realistic. On the battlefield, you do not get a notification when you've downed someone, and they are not able to be resurrected to full fighting fitness after taking six shots and then run after you again. Nor do they get transported to a gulag where they can fight another prisoner in a Russian prison in order to get back out on the battlefield. I'm sorry. It's not realistic. Right. Probably not realistic. I would agree. Um, so... Although maybe it should be that way. Just I know. Sorry about the, the rant. Log, fight your way out. Uh, no, I'm all for it. Um, but there are other games on here that I wasn't necessarily as excited about. Um, did now? I don't remember. I don't know if I have these in order. So if you wanted to go in order, no, you don't have to go in by, order. Like let's just okay. talk about the games that we're excited about because I didn't see any game that I was like, oh, that sucks. Do you know? Like it's just it wouldn't have right. been for me. There was a couple like childlike looking games that weren't for me because they're not for me like Ori and the Blind whatever I don't care oh, I about this say, sort yeah, of thing like it's a good game <laughs> I know you do but it's not for me right you know? the Ori's Ori's definitely on my list Psychonauts 2 uh, a game that's going to be released on uh, Xbox One as well as Next Gen and and uh, been waiting for that game for I don't know more than a decade and um it's a double fine game. I'm, I'm all for. Plus, Jack Black gets he sings. Uh, I think he sings the intro song to it. Uh, and if you know anything kind of about the relationship between Double Fine and Jack Black, anyway, he was a, he was a part of that that uh, that one Double Fine game. Oh man, it was on Xbox 360. That rock game. And yeah, the rock game. Yeah, it which was good. Was I played great. it. I liked it. It was great until you got to the the real time strategy part of it that I didn't know was an element, and it ends up becoming like a major component. Oh, I never. And I, was like, I don't think I made it that far. Yeah, you have to go a little over halfway to get to that part, and I was not about it. Yeah, once I got to that part, and I like real time strategy. I just was unaware that was going to be <laughs> a component. But I digress. Psychonauts two, uh, definitely a game. That I'm interested in, as well as Ori. Um, they're just—it's a plat—it's <laughs> a platformer. It's just one. Of, it's a—it's a, and it's a pretty game. 
if you if you like that sort of thing. And it has a it's one of those like journey where you have a story that's told to you over the course without a lot of dialogue or in Journey's case, any dialogue um, where you can kind of pick up the elements of the story. And it's a moving narrative if you like that sort of thing uh, without a whole lot, <laughs> without a whole lot of. Uh, a whole lot of dialogue, and so, and that's right up my alley. So I enjoy that type of game. Yeah. Plus, it doesn't nah. take any time to download. Well, that is true. It doesn't take that long that's to download little indie games. No, so I, I would say the first game where I was like, I would buy the console for this game. Right. Okay. Was the next Outer Worlds installment. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't loved I Outer Worlds. Didn't I play that over like two days? Job done. Yeah, you you finished it pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't stop playing it. I d- I don't think I slept much. I think I just mainlined it over a Friday to like a Sunday morning. Job done. Like, um, it, there's just something about the graphical style. I loved the advert that they did for the game. It was so hilarious. Like, you know, it reminded me of like the thing from the Black Lagoon or like something like that, which I really just enjoy that sort of thing. And I thought the one thing that I found kind of annoying about it was there was like quite a bit of loading and things like that. And so to play that game on the xbox series x without any load times whatsoever i mean what a dream i mean i i would finish it in a single day but not two <laughs> first off but i was very excited about that i was like yeah that one you got me with that one i mean halo i'm gonna play halo like you know and i don't need to get the new console to do it or anything like that halo whatever you know it didn't wow me with its graphics but when i saw that one i was like you know it was pretty beautiful as it is on this one if they've made it better i mean it's gonna be a stunning like glorific color fantasy and i can't wait (laughs) well uh i was excited about that even though i haven't finished the first one and and wasn't wasn't as invested because i think i found that i that first person rpg um i guess i'm just not quite as good at it and I thought because you could you go into a third person mode. Oh, can you? I hey, boy, so. I guess you can do that with you can do that with uh, Skyrim and the other games as well. So, uh, for the most part, I, but uh, and maybe that would be a better way for me to play it. Uh, I just because the default is really first person, and so um, so I, I guess I just didn't get into it enough to really the story didn't grab me. But I, I mean, it is pretty. It was interesting. It was funny, and it's a game that I probably will try to revisit at some point. I don't know if this game was enough to make me want to buy it, but it definitely was enough to say I would buy that game. I'm interested in that game. That game um, has piqued my interest at the very least, and that was Everwild, which is not right up your alley in terms of graphics, as it's cell shaded, <laughs> cartoony version. Um, but uh, but seemed to it, it, it captured at least uh, my imagination as to what uh, you know what is this game about what what uh, it, it kind of was in the journey again uh, ever while let's see when the release date is for that game um, it was announced in March I think but not a lot of information. Uh, was uh, was given on it, so I, I want to say it's an RPG. I'm trying to find a little bit more information on it because, again, this is one of those where it was kind of a trailer bait, not a lot of gameplay to tell you really what it was about. You could see that you interact with the world, you have uh, you have command of some of the beasts that are in your party, and you can use those these uh, fantastical type creatures uh, to. Um, to to interact with the world and 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 gain resources or something like I said, it's hard to tell. Uh, but this is a, a game by Rare. It's a new IP, and Rare's got a pretty good pedigree yeah. of what they've made. You know, so um, I think it has a lot more to do with the fact that it. I like the way it looked. Rare is behind producing it, and and the game developer, and those that combination it piqued my interest enough. I say, ah, yeah, I would probably. 
uh, give that a try. You know, even even if I didn't really know what it was about, um, I would probably at least give it a try. So uh, it it says that it's an MMO. Um, if I'm looking at this correctly, kind of in the in the ilk of maybe Sea of Thieves, just a different. I know how you feel about Sea of Thieves. <laughs> Um, so, and I haven't tried a new MMO, you know, since maybe Knights of the Old Republic or, uh, Star Wars, the Old Republic. You got to download your Fallout 76 on Game Pass, man. Oh man, I I might, I might, we'll see. It, it's just, I, I didn't like Fallout and I, I mean, I think it's a pretty game and I get it. It's, and it's also got the quirky bugs that, that, uh, you know, the, the developer is known for <laughs> you know it's, it's i think just... it's worth playing for like at least an afternoon you know what i mean like you know right. even if you don't give a crap about leveling up like it's kind of fun to just like loot buildings gather resources and make a dope base like if that's all you care about like you could do that right. which i think is fun yeah i guess yeah do you know what game I'm interested in from the lineup that I bet you would never guess that I'd be interested in playing? I would like to know. It's the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids game, Grounded. Ah, yeah, Grounded. Uh, I did see that, and that does look interesting. It's also a team-based kind of survival game. So It looks fun. It does look fun. And I think the funniest, I think one of the best parts is the tongue-in-cheek way that they're advertising it. I think the quote that they used was, if you want to play an epic game, play Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. But if you want to play this, you know, if you want to play a team-based survival game in the ilk of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, then play Grounded. I thought it was so cute, and I just think it could be, like, kind of a refreshing change from the serious games that I usually play. Like, I think that could be, like, a little bit more fun and lighthearted, although knowing me, I'd probably take it way too seriously and start screaming at children that they're not doing something correctly. But, you know, one can can dream. There's a preview available on Game Pass already, so I thought I might download that and give it a try and see what it's like. But the good news is is that none of us have to buy any of these games because they're going to be free with Game Pass. And I just think it's so important to keep like repeating that because that, they buried right. that lead. Like, honestly, they buried the lead. No. <laughs> yeah, they did. Um, and, and I think another thing to note is that I think the reason why people who are like console purists so like people who only have xbox or only have playstation find it hard to get excited about games on the other platform is because they didn't grow up with them like a lot of these games are legacy games that you know come out with every new console launch and like it's hard for me to get excited about the last of us 2 because i've never had a playstation i've never played it and like as good as it might be i don't have any memories associated to it but i can tell you all the memories about halo i can tell you all the memories about fallout like and when i see new games come out from you know the i mean i can tell you about outer worlds i think that's why because i wasn't i wasn't watching it alone i was watching it with someone who has a playstation and they were like oh like this isn't very impressive like xbox like failed and i'm like yeah but that's not exactly fair because you're not if you're looking at it from a place where you know the the game has no meaning for you prior to than just what you see in 30 seconds then sure but people who have xbox love these titles like a lot of these titles so well and i think that if you like you said if you're looking at it from the perspective objectively I like these elements in games. These are the type of things that I enjoy in a game, regardless of where the the game is going to be released, on, on which console. I think that's how you find games that you're interested in. And I also think it's a healthier way to look at games in general. It's just, I like those elements. I like, um, I, I like the elements that are in The Witcher, regardless of where that would be released. I like the elements, ultimately, that are in fallout and i think when i was younger i probably would have really enjoyed fallout because i could invest in the richness of that world and how deep it is and um and how much there is really to do while you're in there i think because of where i am in my life i can't really invest in a in a game that requires you to to remember so much about what's going on in the world every time you log in uh and because of that because i can't invest four or five hours at a time usually 
um, then I can't really I, I can't get them I can't get everything out of a game like that that I'd really like. So I can appreciate it and say like that would be a game I would like or that is a game that I think seems fun. I I personally am not who that game is you know more or less being marketed towards yeah no same for me as well like ratchet and clank on the playstation like i have bad memories associated with ratchet and clank no matter (laughs) how good they make that game i'm never gonna play it whereas i could see something like horizon zero dawn or horizon far east or whatever the new one's called out i could see that being like right up my street however with a limited budget and being a grown adult human who needs to make smart decisions with money it's not that i couldn't afford to buy both consoles i could but right. i choose to buy the console that i think will provide me the most value because i don't play that many games like hours per week right. and having two right. consoles doesn't make any sense to me so of course i'm going to choose the console that i have the most good memories and history with that yeah that just yeah. makes sense but I think that people who were poo-pooing some of the things coming out on Xbox, you know, that is a shame because there are some solid titles with a lot of history for people who have owned the consoles before. So, sure, maybe on their own they might not be console sellers, but, you know, when you've played all the Halos, when you played the first Senua's Sacrifice and now you want to play Senua 2 or whatever it is, then you've got some memories. I do not want to play Senua's Sacrifice. I hated the first game. I felt like I was going to have a manic breakdown. Um, <laughs> it's stressful right. for me. Um, but people really loved that game, you know? Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. And I also think that... Uh, I think for me, having a little bit more space and disposable income potentially... Or to actually not even have more disposable income, but having memories associated with Nintendo, PlayStation, and Xbox that I probably purchased consoles I didn't need and wasted money on games that I I know I did with The Division and other games that I should have rented first um, because I looked at it again from a from an objective perspective instead of maybe going with my gut in a lot of instances. So I think that there's a happy medium in how you make your decisions about what you want to play. There's a there's a healthy way to look at it, uh, which I think is still a little bit more open-minded so that you might end up playing games on your console of choice based more on the elements that they've incorporated into the game and maybe the developer and the pedigree than just looking at a game or looking at a console and saying no outright because you know uh, i don't know a bias towards a different console you know would you play (laughs) if those games that were exclusive whoever this was that you were watching it with if the games were not necessarily exclusive i wonder if they would play those same games if they were on their console of choice you know i mean probably i'm gonna have to inquire and come back to you and find out right okay (laughs) well that would be i would be interested to know because I, I, I don't think anyone is 100% uh, immune to that thought process. When this episode goes up, that. I'll tag them on Instagram. See okay. If they, uh... <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I, I would be interested to know because I know that I've thought that before. And then when it came over, it's like I wouldn't, I wouldn't slum and play that game because it's over there and it's this. And then it comes over to the console I want. I'm like... Eh. All right. Now it's all, yeah. Now it's now it's cheaper and I can buy it and I can justify that purchase and, and Oh my you know, gosh. And, Speak of we play the house down boots. The final game reveal for the Xbox, the one that I think millions I was going to end with this one. I was going to end with this one, but I think we should go ahead and 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 list it and then finish with some other, you know, Oh my god. I mean, yeah. I laughed out loud when that frog ate that fairy. <laughs> I I grown yeah. ass laughed right out loud. I, it was so surprising. It was so shocking. And then to yeah. find out Fable 4 fucking confirmed. Like yeah. I was so ecstatic. And to be fair, once again, the person I watched with is like, it doesn't even look that good. I was like, you don't understand. Fable is one of the best games ever made, in my opinion. Like, right. it's so diverse. And as someone who lives in England now, who obviously originally lived in America, 
now I can appreciate the breadth of voice acting, like the actual effort that they took to represent different types of places in England in the fictional world of Ablion. It is amazing the amount of detail and effort that they put into like the first couple of games. And I don't think I've had more fun in many other games than I have with the Fable series. Definitely full completionists, or as close to as I possibly could get. Um, You know, I even did the change your gender thing, which is hilarious. I think that was in Fable (laughs) 2 or something. Um, You know, I I think that... And it's funny because if if you are not an Xbox fan, if you have not really paid right. attention, you wouldn't know how much that game means to a lot of people. Like, Yeah, especially those that are life, maybe not lifetime Xboxers, but people who have played Xbox through its lifetime, you know, and have had each of the consoles and have kind of followed it as, as that game was released, followed the, the history of its release with uh, Peter Molyneux and all the promises that were made, but still coming out with a quality product and something that I, was was at the very least very memorable as for me i have a lot of nostalgic memories associated with fable uh this is the game i was absolutely most excited about once i saw the reveal um i don't know if it's fable 4 or if it's a reboot of the whole series uh but at the very least it's another iteration another another game in the series and that's all i could I mean, I'm I'm excited about that. I would be fine if it was a reboot as well. So, uh, oh if yeah, it, if I'd that's play it what again getting... from the beginning. I was yeah, trying to I mean... explain it and be like, no, you don't understand. Like when you make bad choices, the people in the town start to fear you, and you start to grow like ugly and grotesque. And when you make good choices, right. the people love you and they like shower you with gifts and stuff. I was like, you don't understand what it's like to play this game. Like, and you can kind of do almost anything you want. Yeah. I mean, if you want that building and you want to have to fight the entire town to get it and don't want to pay for it, then you just kill everybody in the town and <laughs> and do it. But the problem is is now you've got no one to buy from. You've got no one is the innkeeper. You've got no one to marry if you wanted to have a wife in that particular town or a husband. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, so. I, yeah, I, I mean, will never forget. What is it? Is it Old Town or whatever? Like, Oldsworth, whatever. So, yeah. well, there's, like, a town, and it's, like, super country, and they have, like, a West Country accent in the town. And I will never forget the, like, little husband that I've married. I've said this a million times. Like, anyone who's a fan of the show has heard this story a million times. But it's seared in my memory. So, like, when you go to sleep with your husband or the person that you've seduced, they have, like, things that they say in the cutscenes when it fades to black. And he goes, Oi, it's not even my birthday. And I just <laughs> loved it so much. I stayed married to that little fat man the whole time because he was hilarious. <laughs> There it is. Oh, no, and the detail that the detail to the game and 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 all I just I do have a lot of really positive nostalgia associated with that game and that game series. And so I was definitely excited about that, probably more so than anything else that's on this list. That for me would be as close to a a game that would, you know, a console seller for me. As anything, it'd be like because I know I'll only be able to play it on Xbox, and and so because it will be exclusive, I'll be like I'll I'll spend the ridiculous amount so that I can play it because I I think I would, um, if if history is any indication, I would really enjoy that game. So yeah, that's really the um, question for me is like when you were watching the showcase, like yeah. what games would you willingly spend, say, $500 on? If that was the cost of the game, forget the console or whatever, like, if that was the cost of the game, would you spend that? I would 100% spend $500 to play Fable again. No question. Wow, yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, because that's ultimately what you're saying, is I would buy this console for that game. Uh, And so, yeah, I I think I would do the same for for Fable. Now, I can't say that for anything else on this list, though. I don't think I could say that for Halo for, for me. But I can tell you that if I were and had already spent my 500 on Fable and now had the console, I would definitely buy Halo. I would definitely buy 
Uh, what else on this list? Mm, Outer Worlds? Most likely by Everwild. But there are two other games that I'm very interested in playing. Um, one of them was Gunk. I yeah, saw, that one looked uh, cute. Yeah, it looked really interesting and, and looked like the type of action-adventure type game that I would be interested in playing. has a narrative. There's a whole story behind why and, and what it is that you, your purpose there on the world as you have your mechanical vacuum cleaner arm that sucks up all the gunk that's everywhere and kind of... Uh, it, it's a little bit like um, Luigi's Mansion slash Kirby. Uh, Mario Kirby slash Mario Sunshine, uh, you know, where you had to clean up the area and then it opens it up. And, and, and uh, I think Mario Sunshine probably to me is the closest in terms of gameplay and the elements that are involved that, that of, of a game that I have already played. And uh, that I really liked Mario Sunshine. It was a huge departure from what Mario games used to be. And were and but I really enjoyed it, and so uh, I I uh, I was definitely interested in Gunk, and then the last one for me is the Medium, uh, the Medium, which kind of looked like a horror game, but I thought was really cool. Did you see the Medium, and or I guess you did? I but did, what, what but I was just on? like, nah. Mm, see, I liked it in. Now it may be, <laughs> it could be too scary for me. I don't know. But um, too scary for me to really enjoy playing. Uh, but I think maybe because of The Last of Us, uh, and I'm already in that that mental stage. You've already area, been abused. I think, I'm, while I'm there, might as well uh, pick up the media. I don't know the title really- card. The title card made me feel like yeah. it was like a '90s arcade game. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't right. know. Th- I, that's probably like a very minor thing to be picky about. But the title you're in advertising yeah, didn't so that, has really a, that does appeal. play a role yeah no I, I i i didn't i didn't get that vibe from the title card but the the gameplay and i've seen extended gameplay on this and that's one of the things that i think sold me on it is because i actually got to see what the gameplay is like um you you know you can switch between uh the spirit world and the real world and unlock things fast forward and and go back in time and and unlock things in the real world by completing things in the spirit world. But it's a split screen deal where you're in both places at the same time. And then when you actually switch to the spirit world, you're opening doors and, and uh, the world looks different, but you're in the same place in that world. And so kind of like uh, the upside down in, in Stranger Things versus in a, but it, but not. I mean, the only similarity uh, the only overlap really there is the fact that whatever you're experiencing in the real real world, there is a similar version of that in the spirit world. Right. You know, where, where you can unlock things and, and, and open up doors and stuff like that. So um, at least piqued my interest. I'd like to see more about it. It would be a game that I would, if, if it was on Game Pass, I'd play it for sure. Uh, I think you'll find I, it I, is. <laughs> as we found out uh that is that is definitely going to be the case. So, so final thoughts. Final thoughts on uh, the the Xbox showcase for games. Yeah, I mean, I think it just comes down to the fact that no matter what you feel about a particular console, it's undeniable that having all these games available on day one for free included with a game pass subscription that is only like 11 pounds a month or i don't know how much is it in the u.s like 12 bucks bucks, yeah 12 bucks Yeah. yeah so for 12 bucks you get all of these games and you can pick and choose what ones that you want to play don't care about whatever but that means that the entry level for this console assuming that it's the same price as the xbox one and a lot of people are saying they think it might be cheaper that means the entry level for this console is way cheaper than it's ever been before in the history of gaming which is better than playstation better than nintendo better than any of them can say so i think that's really really important you know more than a thousand dollars worth of games for free is right crazy you know right right yeah, at the very least, it costs you the price of the the console plus twelve bucks for a month, and you could play the the one the released games. And then if you canceled it, you cancel it. 
Yeah, I mean, if if you were able to beat them all in one month, more power to you. Cancel it and move on, buy something else if you want. But you still, you know, you have the ability for, you know, pennies, really, to access all of these games and play them over a one-month period. You know, like, it's not even a dollar a day. It's not even 50 cents a day. And think of, we've made this comparison before, and I think it's, it's worth mentioning and worth repeating, that... Think about whatever you are spending your money on from an entertainment perspective and break it down to the pennies as to how much time you've spent doing it and how much you spent doing it. And you'll find that there's probably very little that would compare uh, in terms of like just your bang for your buck to something like that, buying the console. And, you know, if you if you went to happy hour twice a week every week for a month, there's a good chance that you've already spent enough to pay for that. And, and you didn't spend that many hours at happy. Hour, oh, a hundred percent. Like I, I went to a bar the other day just for one drink and it was 10 pounds. There's my whole month of game pass just right there. Right. Exactly. And, and that did not take you uh, very long to finish. No, I, mean, I was it, in an hour and an hour and a half. Exactly. So, uh, and not to say you don't do that both if you can, but uh, you're you're definitely not going to get a better better return on your investment. So, well, that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel Gamecast. I want to thank Amanda for this week's discussion. All the notes from this episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you'd like to add to the discussion or reach out with questions, sound off in the comments or email us at retrorebel at templeofgeek.com. If you like what you hear, head over to iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts and subscribe so you'll be sure to get each episode as it's released. And rate us because that really helps our show. Until the next time. See you later.